Welcome to episode 47 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Native always works best. That, that's the other thing. By uploading that video, 10-minute clip straight to LinkedIn, you're going to do a lot better than just saying, you know, here's the YouTube link for the whole show. Watch it there. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson Gray. And in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I've got Jim Foos and Tim Sorn on to talk about how to promote your live video shows. It's all very well going live, but how do you get your audience coming to watch it? How do you get it in front of your people? Well, they're going to share how. But first... Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. Just before I get on with the show, I wanted to let you know about the launch of my Confident Live Marketing Academy. It's going to be launching in a couple of weeks' time. If you just go to iag.me forward slash academy, you can find out more about it. It's basically a way of you leveling up your impact, authority, and profits using Confident Live Video. All right, let's get on. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, it's Ian Anderson Gray here for the Confident Live Marketing Show. This is episode 47. And in the, in the show, we're going to be talking about how to promote your live video shows. I've got Jim Foos and Tim Son on the show, and I can't wait to bring them in to talk about this. This is a subject that I've been wanting to talk about for ages, and we just, just haven't got round to it. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, but first, it's time to talk about my first sponsor, which is the wonderful Content 10X. Content 10X are awesome because they're all about content repurposing. We want to make things easier for us as business owners. There's so many things to juggle, aren't there? And so with Content 10X, they will take your content, whether it's a live show or a podcast, but obviously we talk about live shows a lot on this show, and they will take that and repurpose that into a plethora 
of different content, whether it's podcasts, whether it is social media images, blog posts, to explode across the interwebs. And this helps you reach new audiences and helps you save time so you can focus on building your business. So they can do this for you. They've, they've got the whole service, an end-to-end repurposing service. But also, if you just want to learn to do it yourself, they've got so many resources at content10x.com. So you, they've got a blog, they've got a podcast, and also a book, the Content 10X book. And I'm really, really happy and, and so thankful to Amy and the team at Content 10X for sponsoring this podcast. Right, well, it's time to bring in my special guests. We've got Jim Foos and Tim Sorn on the show. So just a little bit about them. Tim Sorn is founder and CEO of Sorn Social Media Solutions, a marketing and public relations firm. He helps small businesses and entrepreneurs get more customers faster with a focus on video and live video. And Jim Foos is president of Fusion Marketing of Marietta, Georgia. Jim is a retired Marine Lieutenant Colonel turned social media consultant and speaker. And they are both, of course, co-hosts of The Tim and Jim Show. I think I got that right, The Tim and Jim, even though Jim and Tim, we've got you in the, the reverse order. Is that okay? Have I done that right? Oh, that's okay. Is that okay? I, I've, I've not. It's very good. <laughs> well, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, we've got some, got some lovely comments. Uh, we've got Martin Buckland is here. So he says, guess where, lol. So yes, we know where you're from. You're Toronto, of course. And Sasha is here, who's tuning in from the UK, but only for five minutes before getting on a call. So we'll catch the replay. Well, that's cool. That's one of the great things about live video, isn't it? That we can, you can either watch live or, or watch the replay. So uh, yes. So to just explain where in the world you're from, Jim, where are you from? So I, I'm in Marietta, Georgia, uh, not too far from the Atlanta Braves uh, stadium, about 10 minute drive. So looking forward to baseball season starting here hopefully sometime in May, but uh, glad that spring is here. It's starting to warm up. There's uh, loving the, the feel of the outdoor weather. And uh, Tim, Tim's in a much different part of the world. So, <laughs> so where are you from, Tim? Uh, hey, everybody. I am in Northeast Pennsylvania, about two hours from New York City and one hour from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Like I say, with the bears and the turkeys here in the woods in Shola. That's awesome. Well, it's great to have you on. I've also seen on LinkedIn. So obviously I'm streaming to LinkedIn Live. We can't bring the comments on, but uh, Dr. Joe North is here. Hi, Joe. Hope you're doing well. Uh, she's asking a techie question. What software are you using in to bring Jim and Tim in remotely? So I'm actually using Ecamm Live and I'm bringing in, bringing in them both from Skype. I'm also using StreamYard at the same time. <laughs> and Debbie Jones is here. Good afternoon times three. So it's awesome to to see you. Right. Well, I think it's time for, if I can press the right button, where's it gone? There we go. The, te <laughs> the tech, tech was eluding me for, for some time there, but it's time for the quiz. So this is basically an opportunity for me to ask you some questions so we can get to know you a little bit more. They're very simple questions. Are you ready, guys? Ready. As ready as you're ever going to be. Right. Okay. So here is the first question. So what we're going to do, I'm going to ask Jim first and then Tim, you can answer afterwards. So Jim, your favorite type of food? Sushi. Ooh, sushi. Okay. And Tim? Pot roast. Pot roast. Then you have to explain. We were talking about this on um, the other day. What, uh, what is pot roast? And uh, I mean, I'm sure I know what it is, but just explain to me. 
Uh, it's a kind of meat. Um, I like it especially if you uh, have it with mushrooms and carrots, and it's just a very comforting food. A wholesome dish. That sounds good. Excellent. Well said. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so it's well said as a vegetarian who wouldn't eat it, but I'm, I'm sure you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Right. The next question. Oh, I think I know the answer to this one. Okay, Jim, Mac or PC? Mac. <laughs> and Tim? PC, of course. Hey, I, I, you said it with confidence, which is awesome. Because I think sometimes poor PC users, and I, I, I'm a PC user and a Mac user. So, hey, hey, hey. So, so, you know, sometimes I think PC users can get a bit of a bad rap. Jim's uh, keeping very silent there, but uh, <laughs> you've been trying to convert him to, to Mac for a while. Let's move on swiftly, shall we? So the next question is, so Jim, what is your favorite kind of music? I would have to say alternative music music back from the 80s talking you know the clash right oh yeah yeah cool excellent and tim how about you my favorite music would be anything billy joel ah awesome that's cool okay great i'd always like to ask this question which is if you had to choose between a banana and a crispy cream donut what would it be jim banana Ooh. actually we need to do that one <laughs> how about you tim banana as well <laughs> wow, we've got some hell freaks on this. Well, that's great because I'm a banana man. I wouldn't I... go that far. <laughs> yeah, Tim, if you had said Duncan, Tim would have said Duncan Donuts. Okay. If you said Duncan Ice Coffee, oh. not a huge fan of their donuts, though. Okay, okay. That's interesting. Excellent. Right. Next question is your favorite kids' TV program. <laughs> I'm going to say The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. I think we'll, we'll allow Is that a kids' program? I suppose it is. I haven't well, seen it ba yet. Baby Yoda, right? I, I, see, I haven't seen it. So don't tell me anything about it because Disney Plus is about to hit the UK and I haven't seen it yet. So keep quiet. Oh, we have that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. And Tim? I'm going to go with Peppa Pig. Actually, that's the wrong button. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Great. I love I love Peppa Pig as well, especially if you change it to oh, Italian. Nice. I love Peppa Pig in, in Italian. It's like Peppa Pig. Oh, it's great. I haven't tried Italian. <laughs> You can change that in Netflix. It's, it's great. You can change the, um, the the audio for that. Okay. So, Jim, your favorite classical composer? Beethoven. Ooh. Excellent. And Tim? I'm just going to go with Beethoven as well because I'm not much of a classical person. That's okay. I this sometimes freaks some people out. So there was uh, somebody a while ago who said uh, that they, they didn't, they couldn't answer the question at all because they don't listen to classical music. But that's cool. I, I think Billy Joel started with classical, though. So he did, he yeah. <laughs> Not really, but... <laughs> okay, that's cool. Okay, final question is your favorite app. Ooh. I'm going to say Twitter. That's cool, yeah. Why, why Twitter? I, I'm able to communicate with the... Uh, people quickly and I get all my news from it instead of watching it on TV. Awesome. That's cool. And Tim? I'm going to go with Agora Pulse. Excellent. Good choice. We love Agora Pulse. Especially because I love their mobile app. I'm on the go so much yeah, yeah. with the kids and the business. And um, they have a great mobile app that you can even create content from. I have a freelancer I work with, so I can approve all our content through it. It just yeah. makes life so much easier, especially on the go. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree. 
Awesome. Well, I think it's time to get on with the main show. We've, we've actually got somebody commenting here uh, who says, uh, I can't read, is it uh, Jumpy Garcia? Garcia says, love the social talk, but can we get on with the, ti- the actual title, please? <laughs> so we're going to do that. We just like to have a bit of fun too. So awesome. Right. So we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about how to promote your live videos. And so, yes, um, before that, though, I want to ask the question. I think it's such an important question. I'm going to ask you, Jim, first, and then Tim, you can follow. And I will reverse you round for the other questions. But Jim, you know, why, why should we look at doing live video in the first place? I think live video really gets into the whole aspect of the human-to-human connection. And when we're live, we're able to get those viewers that are able to join us live to interact. It becomes more of a conversation as opposed to, if you want to call it, a lecture. And that's one of the things I really enjoy about it. Mm. Definitely agree with you. And, and Tim, how about you? Yeah, I definitely agree with Jim. I really think video is the next best thing to in real life, which is so important right now. So uh, likewise, I agree the the interaction uh, as well as the algorithm sometimes prefer live video, but especially building relationships through video and live video, especially I'm uh, I'm very passionate about. Yeah, definitely. And I think at the moment, particularly where connection is even more important, I think live video is, is I think, is going to become even bigger than it was. And I think it's something that we should all be investing in. So, Tim, OK, as, do you still do you still get nervous when you go on live video or did you ever get nervous is the question. And, and I also want you to share some uh, maybe some disasters that you've had. I'm sure you haven't had any disasters. Uh, I, I don't get ner- as nervous as I used to in the beginning. You know, we do the Tim and Jim show every week. And so we have a guest on. And so I suppose I might get more nervous sometimes if we have a guest that's maybe higher profile, they have more followers, they that kind of thing. But in general, I'm, I'm definitely not as nervous as I used to be. In terms of disasters, I would say the biggest disaster was when Facebook went down and we were doing a show as Facebook was going down and Facebook actually said that we were live for 49 hours. <laughs> and, uh, but, but you, you couldn't even watch the video at any point. It wasn't working live or on the replay. So that was a bit of a disaster, but, and recently we had an audio issue with a guest, but for the most part, we haven't had too many technical issues unless it, it had to do with the platform yeah. itself, whether it's a Facebook, especially. That's, I remember a similar issues. So I don't know whether it was the same issue with, with Facebook Live and my, yeah, one of my live videos went on for supposedly 49 hours or whatever, which was mad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think actually some tech disasters are good because you can learn from them. I had a tech disaster about uh, a week or so back when the audio just wasn't working. And then I realized what I, a new piece of technology I could use that would improve things. So sometimes it can be a good thing. But mm. not nice to go through. <laughs> How about you, Jim? Yeah. I mean, in terms so in terms of nerves, first of all, and then disasters. <laughs> so I think I think for me, especially when you're doing a show like we are today, where you have other people on, it's much easier to maintain your energy and your comfort level. But I think sometimes when I go live by myself, like it's a short video, I'm I'm trying to bring across a point. I think I'm a little more nervous because one, sometimes it's unplanned, and two, it's kind of like is anybody really listening to me? And it's just weird to, in a sense, be talking to yourself or, or talking, you know, about yourself. So I think mm. that's where maybe I get a little nervous when it's just me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can I can definitely identify with that. I I become a lot more confident with these shows, but still I think with with the when it's just yourself, you need to be a lot more prepared, I think, don't you? Because you need you need to make sure you know what you're going to talk about. Some people are very good at it. So it depends on you, I think. Some people are very good at just putting the camera on, going live and just going with it. <laughs> but we're all different, right. aren't we? <laughs> so any yeah. any any tech, tech disasters for you, Jim? Yes, actually it was pretty funny. Uh Rob Balasabas had me on one of his uh, shows he was doing it for in StreamYard in the community. And I was showing him my Blue Yeti microphone and I ripped it out of my computer. <laughs> and so then I was struggling to find a way to be able to talk again. And I eventually figured out how to put the microphone on through my camera. Uh, but, but then I actually ended up having to get a new uh, microphone. I broke my microphone. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not going to do that again. I didn't know that. It never, it never worked after that. Oh no! Did you send Rob the bill? No, no. I got a, I got a Samson uh, Q2U, which I actually like better because it's an XLR mic. Yeah, the Samson Q2U is one that I recommend a lot. Is because you can plug it in USB and XLR if you want. You've got the the option, which is awesome. Okay, so it's really difficult. I think when when people start out with live video, I think a lot of people think that. Live video is going to solve all their marketing problems because everyone keeps on going on about the power. And I talk about the power of confident live video a lot on the show. But I think some people think you go live and the people are all going to come. And then, of course, that doesn't happen, does it? Because the first few lives that you do, you may not get anyone or you may get very few people coming on. So when we start out, it is hard. We get those low numbers. How do you think, what are the best ways that we can promote? our live shows when we're just starting out. And I'll start with Jim. What, what are some ideas that you've got? Well, I think as we learned over time, the biggest thing is in the planning process, we actually have a spreadsheet where we start to plug in our guests in advance. So what that has led to is at the beginning of each month, we're actually putting a post out about these are the people we're going to have on and when. And I think that helps at least you know, maybe people can start to put that on their calendar, but we're actually booked all the way through August and we can tell you week by week who's going to wow. be on. But that wasn't something that we started right away. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So certainly if you're going to have guests, that's that's going to help if you pl if you plan and presumably not. All, well, I assume not all your guests will help with the promotion, but some of them will. The fact that they're on and they'll be able to share it out. And so so you do so you so do you use like a Google Sheet or an Excel spreadsheet? When what what's the technology you use? Yeah, yeah, we use a Google Sheet, and so we have the date, uh, we put the episode number, who the guest is, and what the topic is, and then you know as we get you know because we're you know obviously still evolving with what we do, we'll even add some columns in as far as repurposing, and you know we could also start to put things like pre-promotion, things of that nature, but I think that really is you know, you got to get systems in place so that you're not scrambling and yeah. forgetting like, oh, wait, I already had scheduled somebody for that day. And uh, yeah, we got somebody else getting scheduled. And so I think that's been helpful because Tim and I both approach people about being on the show and we need to make sure we're on the same page. And instead of like always having to say, you know, hey, can we have, you know, we, we adjust that. And then we've had a couple of times where, you know, we had a, a guest had a serious medical issue at the last minute. So we had to adjust and we actually, I think, ended up making that just Tim and I uh, talking for that specific episode. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be prepared for that as well as 
or or we've had technology issues with guests as well. So um, as far as pre-promotion, though, I, I think we've really worked hard to get out in front of it as opposed to, and I think Tim would agree, when we first started, to your point, Ian, we're like, oh my gosh, we made it through this show. What are we going to do next week? <laughs> yeah. I think what you you said about being prepared to have to change your your schedule or ch- change what you're going to do. So if you have a guest on if, and you don't have a co-host, then you need to be prepared to do a solo show. And also if the tech's not going to work, you need to be able to maybe reschedule things as well. Before I ask you the same question, Tim, just a few comments. We've, we've got Debbie Jones on LinkedIn, who's just asking a question here. Should there be a long-awaited replacement to Blab? So, and, and I think that's an interesting question uh, because particularly at the moment, we, we do want more connection. And so any, any kind of tool that allows us to jump on a jump on together and have a have a chat. But I think we've got lots of alternatives to Blab. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, StreamYard is one, it's very, very similar. You can just hop on and create your own show. There's there's also Crowdcast and a few other tools. What what do you think about that, guys, about Blab? I mean, I used to watch Blabs. I never mm. participated in a Blab. That was, you know, before I got over my fear of uh, being online. Yeah. And I think the issue with having too many people is that how do you control it? And it's almost like people can be talking over each other. So it's kind of like, I mean, because even with Zoom, right, we can have, you know, up to 100 people in a room if we want to, but you've got to have somebody kind of like herding the cats. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. It's, I mean, it's, it's sometimes we, we had to kind of, I had to make sure at the beginning of the show that I made sure I, you knew which person I was addressing the question to. And that's just with three of us. So imagine what it's like with a hundred. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, um, oh, and Marcello is here. He says, Hey Jim guys, thanks for the sage advice. So uh, yeah, thank you for, thank you for your comments. So Tim, it's over to you. Yeah. When we're starting out, any advice on, on how we can promote when we're just starting off our first live show? Yeah, absolutely. I think a great starting point, you know, people who exactly who are starting out live streaming is, you know, just direct message some people, you know, whether it's family, yeah. friends, peers in the industry, customers, you know, just send them some direct messages and make sure you personalize the message. Don't just hit check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark. You know, <laughs> you want to you want to make it personable. And then the second tip I would have is if you have an email list, leverage that email list and and send it out there as well. Yeah, that's a really good tip. I've I've found that when whenever I email my list before the show, I always get significantly more people watching live and and also for the replay too. And I've found mm-hmm. I've another tool that I've been playing with recently is one called SendTrick, S-E-N-D-T-R-I-C, and it allows you to embed uh, a countdown timer in your email. So that's quite good for a live show. You can embed oh, cool. it in. So yeah, yeah, it's all these little things. I mean, there's no one big thing, but I, I, I definitely agree with you, Tim. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Right. Well, it's time for my next sponsor, if that's okay, guys. And then we, we've got, well, I want to get a yeah. little bit deeper into, uh, into all of this about pr- how we promote our live shows. So uh, my next sponsor is StreamYard, which is awesome. So StreamYard Ooh. is yeah, a bit of a whoop there from the guys. It's my top recommendation, recommended live video streaming tool for the browser because it works in the browser. It works from both Mac users and PC users, which is awesome. It's properly cross-platform and it's so easy to use. It's got so many amazing features. 
like being able to highlight comments on the screen, being able to add your own titles, having up to five guests on your show without any extra software. And you can share your own screen. Your guests can also share their screens too. You can add your own brand colors and you can stream to Facebook, Periscope, LinkedIn Live and YouTube and actually far more than that as well. And if you want to get all fancy, you can add your own green screen. And I've just remembered I've not put my green screen up, but that doesn't matter. Uh, but you can do that. And all of that, of course, is in the free version, which is awesome. Now, if you do pay, they've got two paid plans. That gives you even more stuff. For example, being able to add your own logo. You can add overlays, backgrounds, videos, and you can also multicast to up to five destinations, which I think is cool. So if you want to find out more, uh, if you want to have a little play with it, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash StreamYard. That's iag.me forward slash StreamYard. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Awesome. I'm just going to put my green screen up. <laughs> there we go. And then, and then I need all to right. kind of make, make sure I've got it on in the, the system because... Not that it really matters. There we go. I feel, oh, I feel, I feel, pro I've got a proper brick wall now, like you, Jim. That's so, right. That's right. <laughs> I feel left out over here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's um, all good. It's all good. So I'd love you to maybe share, if that's okay, a little bit more of your pro process in terms of promotion now that you've learned all these things after how many episodes have you done now? 77. Yeah, 77 shows. So you've obviously learned quite a few things over the, over that time. Maybe if you could share some of the process, maybe Tim, if you could start and um, so maybe some of the things that we can think about implementing. Obviously, all our situations are going to be different, but maybe uh, you've got some ideas of what would work for the majority of people. So Tim. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, both myself and Jim have been spending a lot of time on LinkedIn this year, especially. So we... Uh, promote our shows. Well, we promote them on all the social networks we have, but especially LinkedIn, we find has been getting us the best engagement and the best reach with live video on LinkedIn. So we do, LinkedIn was saying we do put out at the beginning of the month who our guests are for the entire month, but then each week, two times, I believe it is, we both send out, uh, we both put out posts on our social networks announcing who the guests are, and the other thing that we do is that we put uh, we actually put the questions that we're going to ask the guests on our the guests on our show. And of course, we, we tag the guests in the show and we hope that they will share it with their networks. They don't always, but most most of our guests do. So that's a bit of our process there. So making sure that you're planning it all. I mean, the, the big word of today is plan, <laughs> isn't it? How about you, Jim? Any, 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 anything else you'd like to add to that? Yeah, we, we've actually, um, one of the things we do, we've been using Canva, so I have a template. And so basically, I just switch it out from week to week as each guest comes up. And then we also have like the monthly template. So what that allows us to do, like we'll pin that, uh, you know, to our profiles on Twitter. But that visual also helps, I think, get more engagement on all the different platforms. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer even on Facebook, you know, pinning that upcoming week's show to the top of my profile. So, you know, because when people come to visit your profile, that's the first thing they see. Can't really do that on LinkedIn, but I know something that Tim does as well that I need to start incorporating on his Facebook cover page. He's been putting that monthly photo as his cover photo. So it's promoting the show, it's promoting the guest. And, uh, 
you know, so, you know, because you can't be seen enough, right, in some aspects. That's a good point. I think one of the worries that many people have, and I, I, I sometimes grapple with this too, is that I think we're, we're worried that we're going to annoy some of our audience, aren't we? We're, we're worried that people are going to come and say, oh, I've, look, I, I was okay the first couple of times or the first five times you told me about your live show, but I'm not interested. Stop bombarding me with all of this stuff. And actually, the, but actually, when it comes down to it, most people don't see half half the stuff you put out. So you've actually putting putting more stuff out there is really important because actually, people aren't going to see all of it, are they? Right. And and I think yeah. another big thing we've had to do because I think like you, we've been building up our YouTube presence. Is we're sharing the link to our YouTube channel as really the primary way that we would like people to watch on replay because we want to get more subscribers. I mean. It's fine that they, you know, connect with us on our other channels, but really we want to build that YouTube presence up. And and so I think that's the one channel that we're really pushing when we share, you know, stuff about like, hey, if you want to catch the replay, catch it on our YouTube, because, you know, the problem even with LinkedIn is it's on our profiles and you got to go searching through their profile to to find the actual past episode. Yeah, that's an important point. I mean, I found on... Don't know whether you guys have found this, that with LinkedIn Live, I'm guessing probably out of all the networks, I'm getting the most number of concurrent live viewers, which is great, and actually a lot more engagement than some of the other channels. On face, Facebook is still great, uh, with it, particularly if you want to do advertising, if you want to promote your posts afterwards. YouTube, yeah. is, YouTube is great in terms of growing your channel, and I'm, I'm doing the same thing as you guys. I'm, I'm putting my, my link out to YouTube everywhere. I don't put it on on Facebook though because Facebook doesn't like YouTube. You're yeah. posting it on, on the page, so that's the only other thing. And interestingly, uh, I mean, I, I use Streamyard for all my multicasting, and I think you guys do too. I we wasn't do. I wasn't sure about posting to Periscope because everyone keeps on telling me that Periscope is dead, but I actually I still get a lot of engagement on Periscope. So I suppose it depends on how engaged your Twitter account is, but. Uh, how, how, how have you guys uh, found streaming to Periscope? I mean, do you stream to Periscope? Only I've only done it a couple times, mm. but we've never done it with the show. I mean, I think it's one of those things that, you know, potentially as an experiment, like especially with Tim has a great show called The Family First Show. That might be a good idea for him, like play part of your show on Periscope and then kind of like you you just stop. It's kind of like a teaser, right? They want to watch the full show, then they're going to go to one of the other platforms. One aspect, I don't know that you still like, I think on Periscope, doesn't it still disappear at some point? Like it doesn't keep it out there forever. I, I know it it used to at one point. I think it, it I also, think it's still I think it stays up there forever. But obviously with Twitter, you know, the 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 post ends up, you know, disappearing off the face of the earth, you know, because there's so much stuff. It's such a fast moving platform. So there is that. I think for the for the live viewers, people watching straight away, it's good. But then after that, it's not good for evergreen content, is it? <laughs> right. So Tim, so you were mentioning LinkedIn, and uh, you know, in terms of like where we should stream to, the channels that we should stream to. Do you think just streaming to one, or do you think now that multicasting has become a bit easier for people, do you think we should be embracing multicasting? And if so. Where should we be promoting to? Should we be then be promoting to all those different channels at the same time? So I really think it depends where your audience is and where you're spending the most time. So like I said before, both myself and Jim are spending a lot of time on LinkedIn this year. 
So we have a lot of engagement going on on that channel already. You know, we also stream to YouTube and to Facebook as well. Um, most of my customers are on Facebook. And so, so I just think, depending where your audience is, I don't think it can hurt to stream in other places. Uh, you know, maybe you do have an audience there and you don't know it. You know, maybe try, try out some other social networks and see, see what works. But I think especially uh, focusing on, you know, the primary one or two social networks that you spend the most time on because the algorithms are going to, you know, show your posts to more people and you're going to get more engagement on the platforms that you already have engagement going on there. Yeah, and I think, but the important thing is that, uh, you know, so you're saying, Tim, that you, both you and Jim work really hard on your LinkedIn channel. So it's not like you're just going live and then, that's it for the week until next time you're actually engaging with people. And so th this, this is where I think a lot of yeah. people go wrong. A lot of businesses go wrong. They just pump the content out and then, then they start to think, well, why is no one engaging with me? And that's because they're not engaging with other people. So obviously every platform has its, you've got to have different tactics. Any, anything Jim for LinkedIn? Cause I know LinkedIn is this, is a thing that you're really thinking about. If you're, this is a two part question, really, Jim, if that's okay. If you're streaming, if you're broadcasting to LinkedIn Live, what other things can we do to promote our LinkedIn Live shows? Obviously, the problem being that you can't schedule it. You can't give people a link to that at the moment. And if we're not, say we're streaming to Facebook or another channel, maybe the, the LinkedIn gods have not yet granted you the joys of LinkedIn Live, which is basically pretty much, well, not everyone in the world, but almost it feels like. So if you're going to be broadcasting to another channel, what can you still do on LinkedIn? I'm just interested in your view on that. Yeah, so I think one of uh, the guests we had yesterday, uh, Dan Jordan, he's got a lot of energy. He does a show now on StreamYard that he goes to Facebook and YouTube. And then what he's doing is, because you can upload up to a 10-minute clip on LinkedIn, he's putting about like a 10-minute portion of his show on LinkedIn, asking people, hey, come watch me on these other channels. So I think that's a great way to do some uh, some repurposing from the other platforms mm. to get that exposure on LinkedIn because you know people are able to have that and of course you know kind of going back to your comment about links put the link in the comments and not in the post and you'll get more engagement and what so why is that you know a lot of people will be asking what why should that work it, it just they don't punish you uh, for putting links in the co comments algorithmically. Mm. But it's like you said, for whatever reason, like yeah. uh, with the exception of Twitter, don't take don't they don't like you to take people off the platform. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, and so at least it works right now. Right. Who knows? In the future, they may even punish you for that. And, uh, you know, na native always works best. That That's the yeah. other thing. By uploading that video 10 minute clip straight to LinkedIn, you're going to do a lot better than just saying, you know, here's the YouTube link for the whole show. Watch it there. And uh and it also gives you that chance to tease it. And actually, and this is something Tim and I have been talking about, like in our spare time. You can ah. take that 10 minute clip and now you've got the ability to make an Instagram TV episode as well, because that's, you know, I think a 10 minute thing. And now that Instagram TV is starting to come up with some monetization options, it may be something that people want to explore. So there's a lot of stuff there. And I, I don't want those of you watching and listening to get 
stressed about all the things that you need to be doing it. <laughs> these are just ideas. And of course, you don't need to implement all of these things. I'm sure you guys, you'd had right from the word go, you didn't implement all of these things. And you've built up uh, a plan. And so, I mean, one of the things that I do that I find really useful, I was dragged kicking and screaming to use a project management tool. So I now use Asana. And yeah, I, I'm getting to enjoy it. I'd never thought I'd say that, but actually following this process and, and making sure that I am doing all these things really works. And of course, you can hire people to help you. Though you know, you can hire a VA uh, or just do or hire a content 10x. You know, or, or just do little bits of these things. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to do everything. I also just wanted to highlight a couple of comments. So uh, Christian, Carav I can never pronounce his surname. Christian, <laughs> what's his name? Kara Karasevich. Thank you. I'm sorry that I've just completely misspoken your surname, but he says lots of companies picked up the torch when Blab shut down. Right now, there are plenty of alternatives that have replaced it. And he also says uh, another way is to notify your email list. So this is going back to what we're talking about in terms of promoting uh, one of the best ways really to promote your shows. Also on LinkedIn, uh, Marcello says, Jim, I agree. That's a nice touch. Although I don't know what that was in reference to. And he says, <laughs> Periscope, I rarely use it. And more importantly, my target audience is not there. Well, in that case, don't bother with it. There's no, there's no point. So we're almost at a close. Tim, have you got any, any final thoughts on promotion? We've talked a lot about pre-promotion. So promoting the show before it happens. But of course, the other thing we need to think about is the post-promotion. We want people to watch our replays. And of course, we want people to get engaged. So they're going to watch us in the future. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. So one thing that we do is we repurpose our videos and we need to get better at doing this more consistently. We all have busy families and businesses and everything. But if you repurpose your video and then uh, create native videos, you know, take short clips from, from your videos and then upload them to the individual platforms, create your content. So it makes sense for your audience on that platform and then include a link perhaps down in the comments per Jim's suggestion because yeah. uh, then you can get in front of even more people because as we know not everybody is going to watch you live or even the replay and on social media somebody once a social media consultant once told me that almost nobody will ever see anything that you put on social media so the, the more repetitive, the better. <laughs> <laughs> and how about engagement, Tim? I mean, do you, do you think actually, do we need to engage with all our comments? Not just, obviously, I'm talking yeah. to them all now, but how about replying afterwards? That's something that I definitely try and do. do you think, how important is that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to engage both live, both through video, but then as well afterwards, go into the comments and, and reply there as well. And if you have a guest, encourage them to reply to the comments, yeah. both during the show and afterwards, if they, you know, if they have the time. Definitely. And one, one thing that I've added to my Asana checklist, you'll be so impressed, guys, is I've, I've added an email <laughs> template that I do try and send out to my guests. So don't be surprised if you guys get one nice. that basically says, thanks so much for being on the show. And here are, here are the, the links to YouTube, Facebook, and, and LinkedIn. Do feel free to get involved in the comments. And obviously, not all of my not guests, that. not all my guests are going to do that, but it's just, you know, it's not, it's, it's certainly helpful. Jim, any, any final thoughts on, on that and whether pre-promotion or post-promotion that would be useful for us to talk about or think about? Well, especially because Tim and I use StreamYard and one of the features of StreamYard, and I believe you have to go to the basic plan to do this is it records your show and allows you to actually download the file as soon as it's over. 
So I will download the video and the audio file and I will Dropbox it to our guest so that they can use it for their own purposes as well. And I think that's you know just a nice little thing to do. The other thing we've done post-promotion wise is we created a Twitter list of all our guests. And after they've been on our show, and that included you, we've added you to that Twitter list. And that allows us to continue to promote them by tweeting out their content because now I have a place where it's readily available. Ah. So I think, you know, we have that Tim and Jim show guest list on Twitter. And every once in a while, you know, I, I could put that post on LinkedIn or somewhere else and say, hey, if you want to see all the great people we've had on our show and keep up with them, here you go. I love that idea. That's a really good tip. So yeah, don't forget those good old Twitter lists, because of course, the other thing is that people get notified when you're added to a public list, which is cool. Awesome. Right. Well, I think we're, we, we, we're at the end of the show. I'm just looking at a few extra comments. So S. Gail Alexander says, always engage unless the numbers of comments get beyond too many. We love it. And of course, if you use a tool like Agora Pulse or another social media management tool that helps you engage with your comments, then you're going to be great. And actually just to, I mean, Agora Pulse don't sponsor the show, but I just, I just love them. They also work with LinkedIn Live comments. And uh, that is an important thing because LinkedIn Live comments kind of, they tend to disappear somewhere into the ether. And so actually using a tool like that really, really helps. Guys, thanks so much for coming on the show. I, I think there's probably so much more that we could talk about. I mean, we've, I feel like we've, we've, we've gone into it fairly deeply, but maybe you can come onto the show in the future and we can talk more about this because we've talked a little bit about pre-promotion and post-promotion. We've talked about streaming to different platforms and, and how you can promote it uh, to all those different platforms. The show notes for this episode are going to be iag.me forward slash 47. But before we go, how can people find out a little bit more about you and how can they tune into the Tim and Jim show? So Jim, how about you start? Yeah, so I would say that number one place for people to go now is to the Tim and Jim show YouTube channel. You can just go out there and do that. And then if you want to connect with me, uh, LinkedIn, Jim Fuse, just like my name is spelled there or my Facebook business page, Fusion Marketing. And I'm also on uh, Instagram and Twitter, but the uh, best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn and to follow our show, get on our YouTube channel. We'd love to love to have you guys out there. That's awesome. Well, we'll definitely put the, the links in the comments and they'll also be in the uh, in the show notes at iag.me forward slash 47. Tim, any, uh, how can people follow you? Yeah, people can follow me. Uh, I spend most of my time on LinkedIn. So just for a search for Tim Sohn, S-O-H-N. Uh, and I also do the Family First Show and I have a show coming up on uh, March 26th with David McBee, who wrote a book called Everyday Lessons from Grumpy to Grateful. So looking forward to that conversation. Oh. It's 9 p.m. Eastern time on my LinkedIn channel among other places. Awesome. I, I, I think I need that, <laughs> especially at the moment with the kids <laughs> yeah. being at home. I was feeling rather grumpy yesterday. So what's, what's this show about? I mean, Family First, yeah, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So uh, I bring on uh, authors or other uh, parents who are also entrepreneurs, and we talk about how they go about juggling work and life. Sounds like a show I need to tune into. I might not be awake at 9 p.m. Eastern, but I will definitely catch the replay. Well, thanks guys for coming on the show. It's been awesome to have you, but we have Thank to you. end it there. We have to end it there, I'm afraid. But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits using the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo.